Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sideline to Sideline podcast. We are back with our week two betting picks and I'll just say it now. I took an L this week. A big fat L. But this week you bounce back. Exactly. I bounce back like I'm Big Sean, bro. Exactly. I went seven and nine. Austin went nine and seven. And then Mike was our champion of week one at ten and six. So Mike wins week one. Austin's only a game back, and I am uh, in the basement down here. I forget what I went. I posted in our group chat what I went on the the one o'clock games. Just twenty one more weeks to go. Um, you went like two and it was like two and seven. I yeah, it, it was something I, three and six is what I wanted to say. I got the dest- I had at least seven losses. <laughs> I got destroyed there, but I, I made up for it elsewhere. That's why that's why I was texting saying I had to go bizarre picks this week, but I don't think my picks are that bizarre. I do see a lot of uh, differences on here. Austin, how are you feeling after week one of NFL picks? I, I feel good. I could feel a lot better. I could feel a lot worse. I I don't know why I went against the Chiefs with the Cardinals. I thought the Cardinals might do something, and they did nothing. Um, so, yeah. I mean, Mike could say the same thing about the Cowboys. Tough sledding out here. But I don't think there's much else that's differing. I mean, lots of, we saw it's high, obviously the Texans covered, but other than that, it was really, it felt shocky a little bit in terms of picks. We just, you know, didn't pick those teams, but I also have to say none of our uh, bets for week one for that forfeit challenge hit. I don't know. I don't know who was the closest. I think it might've been me. So I got um, the I got the touchdown call back on the OPI. I, w- I was yeah, close. Probably the, probably the closest. Baker, Every, I everyone think was close in their own right. Baker needed like five more rushing yards, and, and the Panthers need to win that game. Yeah, which they did not. But the Jags fought for me. They did. Trevor Lawrence. We're gonna have to have a talk about him real soon. He's got to get a little more accurate. That's for sure. That is definitely for sure, but we're going to kick it off with week one, or week two. Oh gosh, I'm already in last week's mode. I was going to say Thursday Night Football. We have a special one. We have the Chargers and the Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by four and a half points. And I'm just going to make it short, sweet, and simple. I'm going with the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes looked unstoppable week one, and I don't think he's going to slow down anytime soon. He's got that MVP trophy on his mind and the Super Bowl. And I don't think I need to say more. Oh, wait. I will, I will add in. Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Juju looked good. I'll take my L's. I think they have a better, like, re- like entire all around receiving court this year than last year. I mean, yeah, yeah you were th- throwing Byron Pringle in there. Yeah, like, they were using Brian Pringle in. Um, what was that other guy's name? Demarcus Robinson. Demarcus like, Robinson was a favorite. They went from that to Scantling, Juju, Sky Moore. Still have Kelsey. I think as time goes on, Sky Moore is going to get more involved and probably overtake Miko Hardman. But I, mean, I like where this team's going. We've been waiting for years on that one. 
But yeah, Austin, who do you got as you're clicking away over there? Um, I got the Chargers. Bolt gang or don't bang. Let's go. Um, I I think it's going to be a shootout. Um, last year they split the series. Uh, Chargers won in Kansas City, thirty to twenty-four. So I I like my odds. Uh, last year they also played on a Thursday night in December. Um, Chargers were home for that one and they lost. 2834. Um I I'm looking at all their past scores and they these two teams for the past couple of years always seem to keep it somewhat close. So I'm going to I'm going to ride with the Bolts. You're not going to pick the Chiefs this season. I I could already sense a theme I, I I will, but I, I, in in due time. Just in keep betting time. against the modern generation's goat. Just keep doing it. Go ahead. Well, and see, I'm not even saying that the Chargers are going to win. I think it could come down to a late-game field goal, and at four and a half points, I like my chances. Imagine trusting that head coach in a close game. (laughs) Trust him more than I trust Hackett. Oh, boy. They're about the same. I don't know. One one would go for in that situation. The other would kick a 64-yard field goal. I don't think they're that the same. He goes, he goes forward in a different light. <laughs> but yeah, I, we we could just move on to the Dolphins and the Ravens. The Dolphins looked good week one against obviously the Patriots, who looked like a mess, and then the Ravens steamrolled the Jets as we all picked. It was pretty easy. But now it uh, gets a little different, and I guess not for me or not for y'all. I'm going with the Dolphins. I was impressed. I think the Patriots are better than the Jets. I don't know if that's that hot of a take, but I think Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle will get it done against the Ravens secondary, and I hope, not not saying I'm betting on anything, but I hope that they'll be able to slow down contract hunting Lamar because that man wants his money, and he's going to get paid in the offseason. I saw a trade rumor today. I know it was by, luck. I can't pronounce his last name. I would say luck. California, but it's not. But he's not oh, yeah. going to get traded. They're going to give what him his bag. The trade? They're going to give him his bag one way or another, but I'm going Dolphins in this one. I, I expect Tua to play like he did last week and do just enough. And if they don't win, I think they'll cover. So See, I'm going Ravens here. I think one big part of it is we're going to have, hopefully, J.K. Dobbins and Marcus Peters back for this game. I think the Ravens are a better team, and most of their troubles come late in the season. I don't think Miami's the kind of team who's really going to pull away from you and make Lamar throw a lot, so I'll take the Ravens. That's old school Miami, though. I mean, I don't think Tua's going to be out here. I don't think he's capable of putting up the points to really run away from teams. He doesn't have to put up the points. Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, the ones going to be putting up points. I know he has to get him the ball, but that's besides the point. Austin, tell us why you're on the Ravens. Um, I mean, you kind of said it. Lamar's on a mission. 
he wants to prove to the Ravens why they should have paid him this offseason. Um, they looked really good. And, I mean, as a Steelers fan, it kind of scares me because with the injuries the Steelers suffered th- this week, I mean, granted, TJ's isn't as bad as initially thought. Haven't really heard final say on Najee, but his is looking to just be a high ankle sprain. So I'm nervous as a Steelers fan, but – as, in terms of betting, I really like the Ravens. You should I mean. be. Your team sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they were the worst offensive team on Sunday by a um, decent margin. With the I'm glad you said Sunday touchdowns. because Cowboys didn't score a touchdown. Uh, <laughs> that is true. That that I don't think they accounted for that. I don't know. Well, you said Sunday, so. But regardless, um, Bateman looked good. Duvernay looked good. Like Mike said, they hopefully have Dobbins back. That'll free up the offense a little bit. Yeah, I'm all over the Ravens here. I don't think you could trust Dobbins off the ACL. They're gonna they're gonna tread with caution, and I just I don't know. I know the offense is gonna be good. I just think the Dolphins are gonna be just a hair better and come out on top this Sunday. But that moves us to Jets and Browns. Obviously, the Jets we just mentioned, looked terrible against the Ravens. And then there's the Browns who needed a long field goal to save their day as well. The offense, outside of the running backs, didn't look too hot, if you're asking me. But I'm going Jets. I'm being different from you guys again. I think Joe Flacco, even though he's hopefully doesn't have to throw 60 times against the Browns, or else it's trouble. I, I still can't believe he targeted both the running backs like 20 times. But, I can't. It's Joe Flacco. Yeah, it is Joe Flacco. It's the statue. But I, I just trust the Jets to get back to it. I, I think Jacoby Brissett... Hang on, hang on. You, tr- you, you trust yes. the Jets? Yes, I trust the Jets this week. Good lord. I Oh, boy. Yeah. What about it? They're just the Jets. <laughs> they're the Jets till they're not the Jets, but I think, I think they're going to come out of that soon. I know it's Joe Flacco, like... Uh, I think the wide receivers will carry him this week. Corey Davis looked like he was supposed to be drafted as high as he was. He had a good stat line. Elijah Moore had that touchdown call back, as I said. And then Garrett Wilson looked good with the ball in his hands. So I, I think I think the Jets offense can get it done. And, you know, they are six-point dogs. So if they keep it close, I'm good to go. Oh, man. Oh, I, I I couldn't agree less. Um, I just think the Browns control both sides of the line of scrimmage, dominate both lines of the both lines of scrimmage. The running backs are all they need. Miles Garrett's gonna live in the backfield. Flacco's probably gonna have to throw sixty times again because I just don't see a way where they're not gonna run the ball. I. Just, yeah, Browns roll. Browns can beat these teams with Brissett. They don't need any quarterback play to beat a team like this. They're so good everywhere else. You know, yeah. maybe I'm just rooting against the Browns this season, but I'm, I'm staying strong. I'm not flipping like I did last week with one of the games. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it. I really don't have much to add on that. I Mike pretty much summed it all up. I mean, yeah, those running backs looked really good against the Panthers. And now we're going to talk about the Panthers later, but Saquon Barkley, who was the leading rusher, 
gets to have them, so that'll be interesting. But let's move on to Commander's Lions and talk about something we actually agree about, because I think that the Lions looked really good against the Eagles on Sunday. They're going against the Commanders, who also had a good showing against the Jaguars, but I feel like the Eagles and the Jaguars are two different tiers of teams, even though the Eagles couldn't tackle for their life. But I, I like the Lions. I like DeAndre Swift, Amon Ross St. Brown, DJ Chark looked good in his debut. I mean, I'm just going to let Mike talk about them because I I was a victim of watching Red Zone all Sunday. So I think the Lions offensively can hang with any team in football. They have a lot of weapons all over the field. Goff isn't great, but he does enough. Um, outside of that pick six, which was really just a miscommunication between him and Hawkinson, likely won't happen again. They dominated the Eagles up front for a large portion of that game, which is really impressive considering the Eagles have one of the better defensive lines in football. I I find it very hard to imagine that the Redskins are oh, no, the the, yep, the did fo- it. what are they the football team the Commanders now the Commanders, <laughs> the commanders. Oh, three names in two years man um, I I find it hard to imagine that Carson Wentz is going to be able to continue that level of consistent play week after week he just hasn't been that guy in such a long time I'm willing to bank that he doesn't continue that. And I'll take the Lions at home. Yeah, I mean, they're they're home dogs, and I don't think they should be. I feel like this is one of the more mispriced lines of the week. Yeah, for sure. Um, I So looking at this week's game, James Robinson had 66 yards rushing. ETN had 47. I think Swift easily goes over 100. If I didn't already have my best bet, that would be my best bet. Yeah, that, that's fair. I mean, to be fair, the Eagles were. Jonathan Gannon was kind of a clown last week, if you ask me. I, I think he majorly underperformed. Jordan Davis was barely out in the field at all, and when he was, they stopped the run effectively. When he wasn't, they didn't. It was it was a little scary that they were so adamantly against using him in any kind of pass rush situation. They kept him strictly on the field in like running downs. Yeah, well, and I just that's think that's kind of concerning for a what what was he 14th overall? Yeah, I think that's more on the defensive coordinator, honestly. I mean, I hope so cuz I love Jordan Davis coming out of Georgia. Yeah, and Kobe Dean barely played either, so like, yeah. Is what it is, but I'm not as surprised by that, but I really thought like I mean, maybe in a year or two here, I mean, if Jordan Davis can become a 70% snap player, like, I mean, he could be one of the better players from this entire draft, really. I mean, yeah, with with his athletic ceiling, with his profile, sky's the limit, but he has to get there first, and obviously he's learning from Fletcher Cox, he's learning from Javon Hargrave, who he's behind, so, like... I mean, that's probably part of the reason is he has two, like, damn good interior defensive linemen right in front of him on the depth chart, but... Yeah, I mean, it's just just tough to get in the field when you have that. Eagles were so deep up front. And it just, yeah. You guys are kind of in a rough spot. Like, 
he might be more impactful than Fletcher Cox in a lot of situations at this point, but like you kind of just let Fletcher Cox end his career how he wants to. It's a one-year deal. He'll be gone next year or so. Yeah. That's just how that one turns out. But anyway, we're going to move on to our next game. And my monitor just died. So if, someone, if someone's looking at the sheet right now and can say what that next game is, that'd be fantastic. Uh, I believe it is Colts and the Jags. It is the Colts and the Jags. And you guys are both Colts taking are Colts. Favorites. The Colts are minus four. They look like... I, I don't want to say that. They look terrible. <laughs> Week one against the Texans. Matt Ryan is absolutely cooked. John the Taylor and Michael Pittman look great, though. And, you know... Hang on. Matt Ryan didn't get much help from his wide receivers in that game. Alec Pierce had a really bad drop on a touchdown. Yep. And I, I, I believe there was another one that Pierce hit. It was a tough catch, but I think it hit his hands as well. I think he had what a couple drops. For not addressing the position, huh? Um, I also just felt like it was kind of a trap spot for Indy last week. Yeah, looking back, definitely. I, I can definitely see that. I think they roll here. I don't. Uh, I, as, we, as we were just saying, Lawrence is a little suspect still. It's kind of got to prove it to me. That defense is horrible. Carson Wentz looked like he it was 2018 all over again. You so know what you're, you're saying. They Michael were giving Pittman's out touchdowns like again. Oprah gives out TVs. <laughs> oh dang! I can't wait to play chalk Michael Pittman for the second week in a row. And it'll probably hit again because he had 13 targets this week. Yeah, I heard most of those came when they were ahead too. So like, or before you know. Yeah, I down. mean, it was high. So He's for this, probably going to have like a 30% target share this year. Yep. So one of the reasons why I like the Colts, I think I, I think that they're going to bounce back nonetheless. Um, but under Reich, so this is his fifth year. His first three years, they started out with a loss. Last year, they started out with a loss as well first three years, they bounced back in week two. Last year, they didn't, but they also played the Rams week two. I think this year, having a bounce back against the Jags, like you said, shaky Lawrence, I I think this is a perfect opportunity for them to get a bounce back win. I think the Jaguars right the ship here. I mean, of course, the defense is a little suspect with all those new pieces. They're still probably adjusting, I guess. But they need to get Travis Etienne, you know, I, I want to say involved more, but he didn't look good on his snaps, but he did. It, it was it was a up-and-down game for him. Lawrence missed I mean, him on that touchdown. I mean, he had 12 yards of carry. He had, like, a, he had like a deep passing play from Lawrence where it was a bad-placed ball, and he had to fall down on, like, a 22-yard catch that would have been a touchdown. It would have been a walk-in touchdown if Lawrence put it on the money. And then he had a wheel route where he was – wide open and Lawrence just missed him for like another 15 yard touchdown he had a he had an ugly drop and he also fumbled that didn't go against um 
it didn't go against him. It went out of bounds, but he did fumble. It was also his first real game action in over a year, so I imagine he gets better as the year goes on. I hope, because James, James Robinson looked really good. He did. And Shout I noticed... Out to all those people who said that running backs couldn't recover from Achilles injuries, but... I noticed he lo- he got the same pass play that Etienne, I think, dropped earlier in the game, so... Yeah, and it was that, it was a touchdown if Etienne caught it. I, I think the Jaguars' passing game will get it done this week. Zay Jones looked good week one. Christian Kirk looked like he was worth the money. How about that? Yeah, he looked pretty good. That, that game was a little bit of a shock to some people. I mean, including myself. One I didn't th- expect him to look that good. One thing I would like to point out with uh, Etienne is something... It kind of reminded me of DeAndre Swift when he first came to Detroit. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, with Swift's first game in Detroit, he dropped the game-winning touchdown. Yes, I remember. Um, he had a very hard time finding the field, and he wasn't—he was behind people that he was just better than. Still is. But he had a—he had a hard time seeing the field early on in the year, and eventually, as the year went on, he broke out. I could see the same thing for Etn. Like James Robinson does the right things, and he's in the right spots, but he's just not as explosive as Etn. And I just have to imagine as the year goes on, that talent prevails there. I sure hope so, because. Like, I mean, going back to that DeAndre Swift point, if he had goal line work, Jamal, Jamal, I was about to say Jamal Adams, Jamal Williams doesn't steal it. He could finish as the RB1, like. Yeah, I mean, he he could have had 40 last week if he gets half the goal line snaps. Pretty easily, but yeah, you guys are going Colts, I'm going Jags. But back to another game we all agree on. We're all going Bucks minus two and a half against the Saints. I feel like it does also feel like a little bit of a trap with the spread being that low. No Chris Godwin. We know Marshawn Lattimore turns into prime Darrell Revis against Mike Evans. But I just think the the Bucks are too good of a football team. And they're going to... I will say, Tampa looked oh, solid last week, but they kind of struggled in the red zone a little bit. Which could be a theme with no Godwin and no Gronk. Um... But New Orleans looked pretty good. How about Michael Thomas first game back? It's about yeah, take, time. take your victory laps. Take, take, take okay. Um, two, two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean Camara's Camara. Landry's gonna be solid. Olave did some things. Did Winston turn the ball over? Gosh, I don't remember. I, I don't would... think. I didn't think he did either. Although I really um, want to say probably just because it's Jameis Winston and we've... That's fair enough. So I almost want to start a new segment for the pod and call it Trap Game of the Week because I feel like this could be the Trap Game of the Week. I agree. Um, Even though I didn't pick it. In their last eight meetings, the Bucks have only won once. And every other game was by a touchdown or more. So, did the Saints win last week? Yes, the, the Saints did pull out the late game win. What I thought, I wasn't a hundred percent positive. Yeah, I believe they hit. Well, a, they did. did they hit the game winning field goal? I believe. I. Believe I honestly so. don't remember. I don't think I watched a single second of that game. Yeah, they did. Because Young Aku didn't miss, so. 
Yeah. Lutz hit a field goal with 29 seconds left, and then the Falcons had a chance but didn't make it downfield in time. But yeah, this does feel like a trap game, but also, I have to point out, for all those other matchups, Sean Payton was the coach and not Dennis Allen, so Th- i rest my case there. Bucks minus two and a half. Fair enough. I'm on the side, but I definitely could see this being a little bit of a trap game. Yeah. I I feel like it definitely could. I feel like not this next game that we're going to talk about. The game after that feels a little bit of a trap, especially with how week one played out. But first up, we have the Panthers and the Giants. Uh, the Giants are two-and-a-half-point favorites after their near, and I mean near, victory after the Titans missed a last-second field goal to secure the win. Saquon Barkley is officially back with over 160 rushing yards week one. He looked like his old self, but... There, there's some things Second that need to be ironed out in New York. They need to play Kadarius Tony's what they need to do. Yeah, they do. I don't what know how that man got that? on the field for like seven snaps. And then he made that great play on like the one time he touched the ball. He had two touches and he looked good on both of them. They're just saving him. They're, they're saving I mean, I don't him know what he did today. I don't know what he did today, Bull, but he is clearly their most talented wide receiver. I don't know what he did with the last coaching staff either. Makes you think. It's like, Joe Judge didn't really like to play him either. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm not picking the Giants. I They still have a stank around them. I don't really trust them yet. I think McCaffrey bounces back. I think Baker had a really nice second half last week. Started off real rough, real rough. Got stuff going in the second half. I just, I think the Panthers are a better football team at this point. Giants could win a couple games purely on the back of Saquon being good again, but I'm not really ready to trust that team. I I think Saquon can carry him through the the weak rushing defense of the Panthers. It looks suspect against uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I know the Browns definitely have a better O-line than the Giants, but the Giants O-line looked pretty decent last week, too. At least the tackles did. The guards didn't. But... That's also Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, though. Yeah, yeah. but Saquon Barkley. What's a... I mean... But that's a two-headed beast versus a one-headed beast, and the one-headed beast, we're not sure if he's fully back. It's prime. I mean, there's also... I don't, I don't know. You're, you're the Saquon guy. I'll, I'll let you have it. I mean... I would, I would hope so. I've, I've gone through two years of, uh, you know, losing the league last year because I picked him over Ross and Eckler. I, I, I should at least yeah. be able to have this. I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. So, in my opinion, for this game, if I were the Panthers, I'd be game planning on shutting Saquon down and putting the ball in Daniel Jones's hand and making him do something. This is a prove it year for him. And every team in the league pretty much knows that. So if they can find a way to minimize Saquon and make Daniel Jones do something, put the pressure on him, could work out in their favor. So that's why I'm on Panthers. I might have to switch here. I forgot it's a Ben McAdoo revenge game. The other part of it is like McCaffrey was real quiet in week one. I have to be I have to imagine he gets it going in week two. 
Not well, Mike. That's also because his like twenty yard gain that was considered a fumble recovery yard instead of rushing yards. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I'll do it to you, but yeah, I just don't trust this Panthers coaching staff. They, they, you know, had a tough loss last week, but it's Matt Rule and it's Ben McAdoo, and I, I, I think Dave. Dave Bull was trying coaching. to fight his quarterback on the sideline. I'm about that. I'm about that high school mentality, you know? <laughs> I mean, I'd rather someone who fights his quarterbacks than, you know, makes them run endless laps at practice and doesn't talk to their teammates or the team, you know? Dable so, also benched his, like, clear best wide receiver. Yeah, he'll work on that. I'll, I won't give him a pass, but I, I feel like I'm giving him a pass by saying that. It's just rough, bit. but I'll go with the Giants. They're at home. Hey, People when you win games, you get passes, so. People in New York actually have something to root about. Cause the team Good for is, them. What, what is this? The first time their team has a winning record since the boat photo with Odell? And all of them? That's... I, I understand the struggle, man. I just went through four years of Matt Patricia. Yeah, sorry about that. Now I got some kneecap biting I do. But we're going to move on to the Patriots at the Steelers. And Mike thinks the Patriots are going to bounce back this week. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Let, let's hear your thoughts on that. Um, I think last week was quite possibly the flukiest football win I've ever seen out of that Steelers team. <laughs> they have such a bad offense. I And now Najee's banged up. They're rocking with an undrafted rookie. My friends like him, but like he's an undrafted rookie. Twitter likes um, him too. You know who else was an undrafted rookie? I, I don't care. James Robinson. Their offense is piss poor. Their leading rusher last week was Chase Claypool. Deontay Johnson had to turn into Odell 2.0 to end the game with 46 receiving yards or whatever he had. Um, TJ Watts out now. I I know that New England's not good. Don't get me wrong. I, I won't even pretend that they're good. But I just, there's no way on planet Earth I can back the Steelers right now. And I backed them last week. Can't do it again. I, I can't believe that we're seeing a Patriots-Steelers matchup in our lifetime where both teams suck. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long time. Also, I think Miami's good. I think Miami's good, too. That's why I picked them this week. So, so like, I'm not going to beat up New England for going to Miami week one and losing. That's a tough spot. I mean, spot. they can never do that, even with Brady. Right, so that's a tough spot. I'm not going to beat them up for it. It sounds like Mac Jones is fine. He's had back spasms. I don't know if Mac Jones is fine, considering Joe Judge and Matt Patricia as head coach, or as offensive coordinators, but that's besides the point. I mean, who's calling plays for the Steelers? Oh, Matt Canada? Yeah, it's not much better over there. Uh, Not much better, but I think the Steelers' defense, even without T.J. Watt, is still stronger than the Patriots' defense. So I'll give them a little bit of an edge here. It's it's only a one. It's a pick'em, so. Yeah. I'll pick the Steelers begrudgingly, and then I will lose, and then I won't go back to them next week, no matter who they play. (laughs) <laughs> um, so 
they play the Browns next week, so I already know oh, Mike's yeah. on the Browns. <laughs> um, but yeah, so TJ Watt being out sucks, but Alex Highsmith looked really good this week. Um, I think he'll fill in that role. Um, Jalen Warren put some respect on his name, the undrafted rookie. He was tossing Bengals defenders around like nobody's business. I don't know what he's eating, what he's drinking, but go back, watch the tape. That man was destroying defenders. How was he running the ball? Um... I don't even. Did he get any <laughs> carries? I, I honestly I don't remember. I'll I'll watch the game back tonight. I'll, I'll I mean, we were mainly chat. throwing the ball. It seems like. So. No, um, no, no. You weren't throwing the ball. You were just handing it off to Chase Claypool the whole game. That that too. Um. I I mean, we still don't know what Najee what's going to be with Najee if he's going to be out. He's still listed as questionable. I'd imagine he might be out, and they rock with Warren for a week or two. Um, but I, I still have faith there. There was some bright spots. Deontay seems to have gotten over his dropped passes problem. Um, and, and a pick them like this with a Tom Brady list Patriots. Give me the Steelers. I don't know. Najee I don't know how to take positives from that game. Well, if Najee's playing, I like their chances even more. I don't want to buy ankle sprain. Um, it's think... a foot injury, not a high ankle sprain. Oh, oh it's a foot injury? I thought it was... The reports Someone's were wrong. Someone's ankle this weekend. Uh, I thought it was Najee. There was a rumor that that's what he did, but apparently it's a foot injury. Interesting. Um, which, he he had a Liz Frank problem in the preseason, so you wonder if he re-aggravated it. So it's what it feels like. Also, are we oh. even sure that Najee Harris is good at football? Don't stop start it. me. Just stop it. Don't start me right now, dude. Another 10 carries for 23-yard game. I mean, it wasn't great at all. I'm going to say no, but you knew I said no since last and Rob, week. My, you my bring up stat. watching the film. He looks so slow. He can't oh, hit gosh. a hole with a burst if he was paid to. And he is paid to. What's, what's my favorite stat? Rushing yards over expect it. Yeah. Wasn't Najee, like, almost... I don't know if he was dead last. I, I just remember comping him to, like, Javante, Jonathan Taylor, and then Jonathan Taylor and Javante's grass went up and to the right, which is very good, because they were very good football players. And Najee's went down and to the right. So, that's the more carries he got. So, uh, I, I'm I'm on Mike's side here, but I, I have been since last season. The, the only I'm starting to come is, around. I was defending him last year. It's just he looks so slow. I mean, I think part of that is coming off of the preseason foot injury. Um, I think give him a couple weeks to get back in the swing of things, and I I think he'll be just fine. But was he ever fine? I don't think he was. I think so. The only thing that was fine about him was the volume. And I I think Mike agrees that it it was the volume that carried him to that high finish last season. He's a poor man's Leonard Fournette. Okay, we should move on to the next game before we get into this discussion. Because you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I think we could get to this game relatively quick, though. Falcons at Rams. Rams are ten and a half point favorites. We all have Rams. We watched the Falcons choke another lead. What else is new? 
and the Rams are going to probably bounce back off that tough loss against the Bills and absolutely come out and just destroy the Falcons. Anyone disagree? Or... <laughs> that that was the Falcons' spot. That was a real good spot for them last week. Um, all these players for the Saints, it was their first game back, or rookies, new head, new head coach. coach yeah. They still couldn't get it done. Rams roll them. I'd hang 20 with the Rams this week. I think they destroyed I was thinking them. the same thing. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be. It's it feels pretty easy to lock them in. I don't know if they're gonna be my lock of the week, but I don't think the Falcons have the guys to take advantage of a poor offensive line for the Rams. Hey, man, I I just can't wait for Drake London and Kyle Pitts with whatever quarterback they draft next year. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I mean Mariota looked decent, but yeah, Mariota looked decent, but gosh, another disappointing week for Kyle Pitts. He was he was towards the bottom of uh, route participation, which really stunned me for the tight end position. It's a story for another week, and maybe we do an episode on this at some point. But these college quarterbacks haven't been amazing yet either this year. No, Anthony Richardson's week two was very rough. Very very rough. I mean, Bryce Young turned it on late, as late as he possibly could have. And he kind of got bailed out by a poor defensive play from Texas on the Blitz. No, he got bailed out by the refs. I mean, that too. CJ Stroud. Stroud, I I didn't watch watch Ohio State yet this year, really. I watched them against Notre Dame. I haven't either, but it didn't sound very impressive against Notre Dame. No. Especially when you see how Notre Dame looked this week. (laughs) Goodness. Them and A&M. Yeah. A&M has 36 five or four stars on their roster. Appalachian State at zero. That's just how the cookie crumbles. I, I watched the midnight yell thing over Barstool, and all I'm going to say is yikes. I, I think we're good with Falcons-Rams here, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I, don't I don't think we need to say much more say, than but... this is like, this is the bounce back spot for the Rams at home. Like, this is, this is yep. prime ready to go, but Seahawks versus Niners is up next. The Niners are favored by 10 points after the Seahawks' shocking upset against the Denver Broncos Monday night. Geno Smith with quote of the year. I, I don't want to mess shocking up, if you think Russ is good. I don't want to mess up the quote of the year. It was, was it? Was it? They wrote. They wrote me off, but I didn't write back. Yep. Quote of the year. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I wish I was a senior in high school so I sh- I could put that man. That quote is hard. It's so good. <laughs> I'm but so happy played, for him. He played so well last night. He really did. They're facing the 49ers who played in a literal monsoon. The, the the broadcast angle didn't do that justice. When you watched like the Bleacher Report angles from people in the stands, it was or bad. Or the slip and slide at the end of the game. That was that. That's a Hall of Fame picture. That went hard, too. Oh, yeah, 100%. I will say, um, this game feels trappy to me. Like, we could be very much just overrating the Seahawks and underrating the Niners, and the Niners just take care of business this week. We're going to see wide back Debo today, this week. He's going to get a ton of carries, I have to imagine. I mean, yeah. I'm going with the Seahawks, though. Trey Lance looked horrible. Yeah, I hope he bounces back, but as I was talking about in my show yesterday, 
there were some things that the weather being okay wouldn't have fixed. Like he stared down that wide receiver on his interception. The eyes didn't move. And like, I don't, I don't know. I don't trust Kyle Shanahan as much as the general public. I, I don't know if the rest of us are on that boat, but like my man does like to waste draft picks on day two RBs and then inactive them week one. And I mean, Lance was always a high upside, high risk, high reward project. He was never supposed to be ready. I know and that that weather was really, really bad. He made some. He made at least a decent throw. I forget who it was to. Uh, Jawan Jennings being their leading receiver is a little concerning to me, but that'll fix when Kittle comes back eventually. But yeah, we're all going Seahawks here. Austin, you got any thoughts on this game? Um, I think. 10-point spread is just too big. I mean, after the Seahawks looked as decent as they did last night and the 49ers looking as bad as they did, I th- I would have assumed going into this week the spread would be like 3.5, 4.5. 10's just way too big. Yeah, it feels pretty It feels pretty wide, especially how they looked last night. Maybe they were just amped to play their former teammate, but crowd booed him last night. <laughs> I love that, but... Yeah, I, I feel like the next game, the spread is a little too small, for being quite honest here. No yeah. Dak, no win. No Dak, no win. The defense looked, I mean, it looked okay. It, it kept them in the game. I'd say it looked solid. I mean, Michael Parsons is still really good. Demarcus Lawrence looked like a game wrecker at points. Yeah, but an angry Joe Burrow who looked good in the second half. Against... Did you hear the story about Burrow? Yeah, with the the locker room, how he stayed in. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to hang a ton of points against the Cowboys with Cooper Rush. I I think it's the Bengals game to lose. I feel like eight points is way too low. I think the only path to victory for Dallas is to just feed those running backs and try and keep Burrow off the field as much as they can. Zeke actually looked good last week against a pretty stout run defense. Yeah, but you you could pull America, and a hundred percent of America would say that's what they have to do. So obviously, I I think the coaching staff for the Bengals kind of knows. I would also say I don't trust Mike McCarthy to do what is logical. No, I also agree with um, that. He is overrated, and even though I tweeted out he's going to fall on the sword of Jerry's roster incompetence at GM, he's not good either. No. Um... I, I saw a couple of rumors that they could be interested in Cam Newton. I mean... Cowboy Cam. It's, it's just not a good situation in Dallas right now. They traded Amari Cooper for nothing right before the wide receiver boom. Now they have no depth. Yeah. Maybe yeah. if Tyron Smith was healthy, then they could like really just ground and pound them and make it ugly they could cover I just I don't even know if they have the offensive line to do that right now they I will not. say that I will say Cincinnati's offensive line looks very suspect in week one but that was against TJ Watt and the Steelers so the Steelers defense looked really good and obviously T Higgins might miss this game because of a concussion so that's, that's why my bet of the week is going to be mentioned later, but it's going to come from the Cincinnati side, and if you know me, you you know where it's coming, but... Yeah, that's no shock there. Let's move on to 
Texans, Broncos, and I want Mike to start because Mike is actually picking Russell Wilson. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel good. I, I don't think he's as bad as he looked last night. I mean, people are going to act like he looked okay because the game was close, but he, he basically threw two picks that weren't caught, threw 13 of his 29 completions to running backs, and his one touchdown pass was on a severe underthrow that if it wasn't a bad corner, who I would like to keep in mind after this play, did not play again the rest of the game. Um, Judy made a great play and had a... It's what, 40 yards after the catch touchdown run? I mean, Russ didn't look great. But the defense kind of started to turn it up for Denver in the second half. Bradley Chubb looked like Bradley Chubb. And I just feel like it was a good spot for Houston in week one. I don't think they're very good, so I'll take Denver. And is this in Denver? I think it is. Yeah, it is. Um, That's a tough place to play early in the year. Most people aren't conditioned to play there. That's fair. I think... For me, so this is a situation of good teams win, great teams cover. I think the Broncos win this, but I think Texans cover. Um, I, I'm on board with that as well. I, I feel like they'll do just enough. Brandon Cook yeah, just I, enough against Pat Sertain. Rex Burkhead, not Damian Pierce, will do just <laughs> enough. Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be like an eight-point win for the Broncos. Yeah, I I, I feel that. I feel, I feel they'll win by a touchdown. I feel I don't think we need to go more in detail on that. I think it's we know what the Texans are. We know we don't know what the Broncos are yet. Obviously, they'll be angry after their coach kicked a sixty-five yard field goal or attempted to. But yeah, I think we can move on here to the Cardinals at the Raiders, and the Raiders are favored by six points in Vegas. Austin likes the Cardinals, though. Hmm. Rob, you don't learn, man. I'm I'm going back to it. I'm pretty sure I, it's double X, XP weekend, bro. <laughs> it sure it very well one. might be, but... It's going to be beta weekend, even worse. <laughs> so, here's my reasoning. Derek Carr is good, but he's not Pat Mahomes. The Cardinals have a lot of kinks to work out this week. I mean, we've seen what the Cardinals can do when they're, like, playing at a high level. And they're pretty decent when they play at that high level. It's just a matter of getting to that level. Um, I think James Conner could have a pretty big week this week. I mean, if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire could have a decent week, I think James Conner can have a pretty decent week. Um, yeah, I mean, Cardinals are a, a solid team on paper. So... Are they? I think are they? I think so. Um, I mean, you picked up against the Chiefs, so I'd hope you think so. <laughs> and I mean, even if they don't come away with the win, I think six points is just enough for them to get the cover. If it was like a field goal spread, I'd probably go Raiders, but I think they keep it within a field goal or so. Um, I think six points is just too many. Um, I mean, if they prove me wrong, I might have to go against them from here on out, but I'm going to rock with them still. You know, Travis Kelsey destroyed the Cardinals, and uh, Darren Waller is also very good. Need I mention Devontae Adams is also on that football team. I I think the Cardinals' defense isn't good enough to hold up against those two, 
And I think so, Derek Carr is going to bounce back with a win in his home stadium. I would like to also point out the Cardinals still have no one on the roster who can rush the passer. Do they have a Do they have a second receiver who catch the ball this week? Is Rondell Moore going to be back? Like, do they have a new coach and a quarterback who's not going to be playing a Call of Duty beta? Oh goodness, to be determined. Plus, I think that the Raiders are good. I think the Cardinals are bad, and I think the Raiders are good. Yeah, the Cardinals kind of hit lightning in a bottle last season, starting out. What was it? I forget what it was. It was 7-0 or 8-0 or, or something. 7-0, yeah. Somewhere really in that good. ballpark. And then they just collapsed. And They were one of two undefeated teams with the Rams through like seven, eight weeks or something. Yeah, it's the way the cook crumbles. And uh, I think the Cardinals could very well easily finish last in the division. I feel like that's a hot take at this point. I don't know. We're on the same page. Well, yeah, you, you, you. I, I hear you in my ear every, every week. So, like, yeah, yeah. I'm starting to come around on that thought. Looking at the roster, just doesn't look good, man. Isaiah Simmons and Saban Collins also have to improve. So it's not like their early draft picks are panning out for them early on in the season either. So I'll go Raiders by a touchdown at least. I mean. I think the Raiders are going to come out and play good football. And then Chandler Jones is going to get to wreak havoc on his old team. Revenge game. I'll take the over on Chandler Jones sacks. I'll take it now. But let's let's get into uh, another team here. We got the Bears and the Packers on Sunday Night Football. Uh, give me the Bears by 10. I don't think I need to say much. The Packers look terrible. The Bears didn't look good, but... Their defense played pretty decent against Trey Lance in the monsoon. I know Mike thinks Aaron Rodgers is probably going to come out angry, but if his receivers drop the path when he comes out angry, I don't think that's going to pan out all too well. Give me the Bears with a spread. So for me, this game boils down to the Broncos-Texans game, just like that. I think the Packers win. Or not the Packers. Um, yeah, I think the Packers yeah. win, and... The Bears cover. Um, and you do not agree. I think the Bears just take it outright. I, I'm still not convinced by the Bears just yet. Justin Fields look pretty solid, um, but the Bears are the Bears, and until they prove me wrong, I I mean I'm I'm taking them to cover, but I don't think that they're winning this game like you say. So. This feels like this feels like a spot where the Vikings are really good. Um, Alan Lazard didn't play. Rodgers didn't have either of his offensive tackles. Um, I think I think the Packers get right in week two. I think the Bears are horrible. They had a they got blessed by a great spot week one in the weather and all that. The Bears aren't any good. They're going to be the worst team in football. Probably. Um, I disagree. They have no talent anywhere. They're just not good. Um, the, I think they get trounced in week two. I think it's an overreaction in week one. Rodgers is still one of the best quarterbacks on the planet. I'll take the Packers all day. It's a lot of points. I just don't think they cover division games are usually really close. I know Aaron Rodgers owned the Bears a couple years back. He said it himself, not me. But... 
Ah, it's just I, I see the Falcons on here, and I think they're going to be worse. Uh, and I after what they showed in Week One, they have so Obviously, much talent they... around the field. I think you're just overreacting to a horrible spot for the Niners in Week One. Well, the Bears didn't even use their talent properly, so I want to see them do that. Cole Komet the just Bears from... don't have any talents. Darnell Mooney is talented. Stop it. He's horrible. He's the number two Stop or three it. on every other team in football. I mean, he's a number two. He's not a number one, but he he's more talented to, than what they were throwing to in Equinemius St. Brown and others on Sunday, so... He's just not a number one. <laughs> he's not a number one, but he's not a one-target kind of guy. No, he's like a four-target kind of guy. And Cole Komet didn't get any looks either. I think the Bears are going to be better than we give them credit for and still end up with a top-five draft pick. <laughs> That's a fair assumption. They're horrible. I get to play the in-between line without playing the in-between line. It's great. But next up, we have the Titans at the Bills as we're closing down here. This is one of two Monday night games. This tip, uh, I was about to say tip-off. We're getting close to NBA season. This kicks off at, I, I believe, 7.30. 7, 7.30 sound right? Yeah, yeah it's a doubleheader. The next one's at 8.15, so they're both kicking off close to the same time. But Bills are 10-point favorites in Buffalo against the lackluster Titans who lost to the Giants week one. Obviously, the Bills look like the best team in football against the Rams. Bills by 10. Need I say more? I don't think so. I'd probably take this spread if it was Bills by 16. I mean, that. Uh, that I don't know, man. Titans are just one of those teams, man. Uh, It honestly scares me to pick the Bills. Yeah. I just don't trust the Titans to, like, do what they did in years past yet. But they're just one of those teams sometimes, man. But Uh, I'm still going Bills. I think the Bills have way too much talent over the Titans not to cover this. Like, honestly, who's going to cover Stephon Diggs? Who's even going to cover Gabriel Davis? Like, of course, the Bills have some backfield issues to work out, but, like, that's really I agree it. with you. That's why I picked them. I'm just saying, Tennessee in years past, the last couple of years, is the kind of team where you'd take them getting 10 all day. Oh, yeah, for and, sure. Because they'd run the ball and it'd be a low-scoring close game or Derrick Henry explodes and they blow them out. Which I still think could happen. Yeah, I, I I don't think so. I think the I mean, Bills are a little too good. I Probably, but stuff happens. It's the NFL. Ten points is a lot of points. This game scares me. I picked the Bills, but it scares me. I more so picked the Bills because you guys picked the Bills, and I didn't want to give up a spot here. I that's mean, if you lose a game on the Bills, that's, that's pretty tough. Exactly. Like, I'm not going to just pick on a, on a good team for no reason. So... Yeah. Do we have anything else you want to cover from that game or talk no, about? Not really. <laughs> yeah, it feels like one of the easier, like, hey, this is the best team in the NFL at this current point in time after week one, after what they showed us. And the Titans are one of the worst. So, like, kind of evens out. But yeah, for our final game of the week, we have the Vikings at the Eagles. The Eagles are two and a half point favorites at the link. I'm going Eagles. You guys are going Vikings. I, it's not even because they're my team. I think they look. I know the, I know Justin Jefferson's gonna take this as a revenge game and probably 
put another 200 yards on our on our team, but I just like the Eagles' talent a little bit more. If Jalen Hurts could figure it out, AJ Brown looked excellent week one. Miles Sanders even impressed me. I did not expect that one at all. He looked pretty decent on the ground. Everyone he was made the play that won you guys the game, really. Yeah. He got bottled up in the backfield and bounced it outside for that big run. Exactly. It's, it, I was impressed. What can I say? And then, obviously, the defense needs to clean a lot of things up, like we were talking about a little bit earlier. Last in tackling. I mean, the scheme is questionable. The personnel usage is questionable. I, I hope Jonathan Gannon figures it out at home. Because if he doesn't figure it out against the Vikings, it's going to be a long, long night. I think the Vikings are a Super Bowl contender. I'm taking the Vikings here. I don't know if I'd go as far to say Super Bowl contender because they do have Kirk Cousins as quarterback. But, but they also went for Mike Zimmer. Like, they improved so much going off of Mike Zimmer. They have a fresh offensive mind in there. They're playing faster. They're finding ways to get their weapons involved. I really like Minnesota this year. Hey, I mean, anyone, yeah, I think they're good, but I just I don't know if Super Bowl contenders the word for them. Anyone who consistently schemes Justin Jefferson against linebackers is a Super Bowl contender in my book. I I mean I watched I watched Jimmy Garoppolo go to a Super Bowl. I mean, you almost saw Blake Bortles get there. I Blake Bortles. I've almost seen Jimmy Garoppolo get to one twice. That is true. He Cousins was, is better than that guy. He was inches last year, too. But like, That's what I mean. It was a drop pick away. Drop pick away, yeah. And then, I mean, Flacco's made it, but Flacco was the lead on that run. I don't know. I don't know what we classify that one. Yeah, I think I'm going to watch. Hang on. Nick Foles was a lead on his run as well. So. Hang on. Oh, sorry. But yeah, I think that Close us out here for the sideline and sideline podcast. Wait, we have to do we have to do Jesus. our bets. I almost forgot our bets. Goodness. Yeah, we still got locks and bets. Okay. Yeah, we have our we have our lock of the week and our bets. I was I was ending it too soon. I I heard the I heard the hang on. I thought I thought we were ready to go. <laughs> no 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 no. He was trying to talk to me. He didn't know we were recording. <laughs> but anyway, for my lock of the week, I'll go Chiefs minus four and a half. I don't even think I need to explain myself. My lock of the week is the Lions minus two and a half. Fair enough. Fair it's enough. Plus two and a half, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, oh, it's, it's it's minus two and a half. It's minus two and a half. Yeah, they're they're definitely the better team. I really want to follow Mike on that, but I want to keep things different as well. Um, who do I like? I'm I'm going. Oh, this is tough. I'm between two here. Um, we're going Bengals. Bengals is the lock. All right, three. That's fair. Three really decent picks in my eyes there. I, I think all teams win. I think. I think those. Well, besides you picking the Chargers, everyone else, everything else is a sweep across the board for those games. So we tend to agree. But now we get into our bets of the week, which, of course, we all lost week one. Austin, yeah. why don't you start us off here, because this is interesting. Yeah, I like, I like this one. Um, I, I looked up. So this week, the Packers. So I guess I should start with the bet. The bet is Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon to combine for 200-plus rushing and receiving yards and Green Bay to win. 
in their loss, their twenty-three to seven loss to the Vikings, um, they combined for one hundred and sixty-seven rushing and receiving yards. Um, so against a team that I think they're going to do pretty well against. I think the extra 33 yards is not going to be hard to come by. And I mean, that that's fair. Sure. I mean, they, they were the focal point of the offense, even in a blowout loss. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, hold on. Let me, like let me pull it up. Game. But, like, there was not a whole lot going, and they still made something happen. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. Mike, what do you got for us? Um, so I wanted to put together a same game parlay for this Lions game, but there's really not any odds out. So I'm just gonna change it to I'm gonna go with DeAndre Swift anytime touchdown. I like it. I, I like that one. I, I feel like he gets in the end zone again, especially against the Commanders, who shockingly didn't have all the best run defense week one. Kind of surprised me. No, bit. and like I said, there were a couple points where ETN was open on as a receiver for touchdowns. Swift's a better pass catcher. I think that's a spot we could exploit them. And plus, I just think DeAndre Swift could, is going to have a breakout year this year. Yeah, I really do. I'm on that train with you. I mean, yeah. if I wasn't taking my bet of the Packers game, my bet was either going to be. Swift over 100 yards or two touchdowns. I That that was going to be my bet if I didn't find this Packers one. Yeah. I mean, DeAndre Swift, if he gets the goal line work, I feel like that's free money every week, like you were saying earlier. I agree. Just take your cash and uh, deposit in your bank. But as for mine, my odds weren't set yet for either bet I liked. So I'm just going to rock with it and post the odds later. We'll... We'll have to decide on that, but my two bets were either going to be Justin Jefferson first touchdown, which I'm not going with, or Jamar Chase alt receiving yards as high as I could bet it. I think Jamar Chase is going to catch Trayvon Diggs biting on something silly. T. Higgins might be out, and that could be an easy hit right there. It's fair. I mean, especially if T. Higgins is out. I don't know if he's out for sure yet because concussions are 7 to 10 days, but they might hold them out just as a precaution because this Cowboys team looks horrendous. So they might just give them an extra week off and say, Jamar Chase, go do your thing. And, you know, he's one of the best wide receivers in the league and it's hard to bet against. So I'm going to post those odds when they, you know, come out because I don't have them yet. And we're going to see how high I'm going to take it. Because I, I think it's... respectable. It's respectable. I did see a special on... On here for that game as well. Um, I think it was something like Jamar Chase, 150 receiving yards, a touchdown, and the Bengals to win. Oh, goodness. It, it was something wild. Let me see. Weekly special. I'll have to look into that. Cause 10 I... receptions, 125 yards, and a touchdown in Cincy to win at 10-1. to 1. Those catches are the problem. Yeah. Yeah, but with, if T. Higgins That's, doesn't play, though, it's looking a lot better. Doesn't play. It's a great. I feel like it's a decent ten to one bet as you'll ever find if T. Higgins doesn't play. The scary thing is just like it's the, it's the catches. Boyd and Hurst just sopping up some of those catches. 
I, I'm pretty confident right now, without with with or without T. Higgins, that Jamar Chase is going to reach 125 and a touchdown because that's not hard for him at all. And we're all confident the Bengals are going to cover, so we're all confident they're going to win. Catches, yeah. catches was was holding us all up. So, but any final thoughts for week two? Any any final thoughts from week one? Either either or works. Nope. Nope. He's just ready oh, actually, I, I got one. I got one. So, Ralph's team's a walking shit show. But I think my team and your team are actually heading in really good directions, and I'm excited for our teams. Yeah, sorry, Austin. That is what it is. At least you have, at least you have your uh, college boy, Kenny Pickett, to root for in the near future. Yeah. All, all's well, it ends well, but that does it here for... Week two of the Sideline at Sideline podcast. We will be back next week, and I'm pretty sure we'll be posting pics or something on Twitter as we figure it all out as we navigate another crazy NFL season. But that does it for us, and we'll see you next time. See you. Come on.